I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells covering everything Wisconsin athletics. And today, things are going to go a little bit differently than the normal layout of our show. As you can see by the podcast headline and title, we did have Ricardo Hallman, three-star cornerback, on the show to discuss his recruitment, which eventually turned into a commitment right here on the show. We recorded this last Thursday, actually. Uh, but we were holding on to it to allow Ricardo to uh, put out his announcement, kind of announce it on his own time. So we're kind of dropping this with that. Uh, so a little bit different layout. We're going to do the interview first and then the back half of the show. Matt and I will, of course, talk about Ricardo's commitment. And we'll talk about uh, the Paul Christ uh, presser that we were both in attendance for last week, along with some player profiles. So we'll kick it over to the interview. Then we'll get into some ads. And then we'll get into our uh, normal segments that Matt and I cover. All right, Badger fans, we now welcome on a key recruit for the class of 2021, Ricardo Hallman, three-star cornerback out of the Fort Lauderdale area. Ricardo, before we get started, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. We're excited to have you on. Um, we always start, before we get into uh, kind of your recruitment and things like that, we always like to talk about our recruits' kind of you know, strengths and, and things that they're working on for the game as they get ready into their senior year. So what do you feel as a, as a cornerback prospect, what do you feel that some of your strengths of your game are? Uh, I would say some of my strengths are I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm just like a ball hawk. Uh, wherever the ball is in the air, I'm going to go get it. Uh, because like, I have a receiver background, that's what I played when I was younger, so it adjusted pretty well to the defense side of the ball. I, I would say I have, like, great ball skills. And also, I feel comfortable in any coverage, no matter if that's off coverage, press coverage, cover one, cover two, you name it. I feel comfortable in any single coverage. And I just feel like I feel like I, I have great technique, honestly. And then, like, I can play, I can play against any type of receiver. Yeah, I mean, the, your ball skills definitely jump out when, when you put on the tape and kind of your ability to track – uh, in the air. Um, kind of on the other side, what are some things that you're hoping to improve or you have been working on improving um, as you head into your senior season? Uh, things I've been working on uh, to improve, like training with my uh, with my DB coach. I've just been working on just being more physical. I kind of want to work on being more physical at the point of attack. Like when in press situations, I want to be more physical in terms of like getting my hands on people, hands on guys, and just like stop being as finesse with it and yeah, just get a little bit more physical in my game and, like, in terms of press coverage and stuff, like, in, in that area. Well, I think as a cornerback, you know, on your on your recruiting profile, let's see, it's six foot, and your film shows so really some serious speed, both 
in a straight line or, or side to side. So do you feel better in terms of quickness as a corner, maybe in like a three cone side to side type thing, or do you feel you know your strongest kind of in a straight line, or is it a little bit of both? Uh, I, uh, you you kind of hit right on the more. I would say I'm like in terms of that. I would say I'm a little bit of both because I know uh, I'm quick. I'm quick in areas, and I know that I'm quick in areas. And I'm also like I'm also fast in a straight line when I get going. So I feel like it's a mixture of both of me kind of, and I can do either or. That's great. Um, I, I know kind of during this time it, it's been kind of weird with, um, you know, preparing your body. Um, but at the same time, do you do you have a most recent 40 time or anything like that? Uh, no, sir. I haven't I haven't been able to – I haven't actually ran uh, 40 since uh, about my freshman year. Yeah, with, with everything going on, it, it's one of those things where you're just kind of grinding, trying to get prepared for the season. So I, I get that. Ricardo, uh, in terms of coverage, I know you've talked about a little bit your comfortable side, you know, a little bit of both. Uh, there's a similar kind of part of the cornerback game that, you know, Wisconsin usually goes man-to-man coverage. How fun is it for you to kind of know that you're going to be on an island and it's a lot of the times in Wisconsin's type defense and Jim Leonard's defense, it's just you and your and the wide right receiver you're kind of lining up against? Oh, man, that's, that's fun. That's a cornerback dream because, you know, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like when I line up against the receiver, it's just like I'm going to show everybody that I'm better than you. I mean, you're not going to catch this ball. I'm going to dominate this matchup. So it's just it's fun to know that your coach trusts you to put you in that type of situation, and it's just you got to you just got to come to the ball because if not, you're going to get embarrassed. Yeah, and you can definitely see that in your film, like we like we were saying. Um, all right, let's shift a little bit towards your recruitment. Um, you know, last night you put out a tweet saying, "Stay tuned," and I know a lot of Badger fans got really excited, hoping that that might mean you were making a decision here soon, you know, um, as I'm sure most schools are. But with, with, with that in mind, kind of what's the current status of your recruitment and, and who are some teams standing out to you? Uh, current status of my recruitment, that's a great question. Well, all I got to say is I found a home. I definitely I definitely found a home. A uh, couple of schools stand out to me, but one school stand out the most and uh, I know it, there's a, there's a great reason why you guys are excited over there. So, <laughs> so one school, yep, one school standing out the most to me right now. So, so, is, so is that Wisconsin you're saying? Oh uh, yes, sir, yes, sir, Badgers, baby, go Badgers. We love oh, to hear that. You heard it there, folks. <laughs> heard it there, most definitely. Well, Ricardo, uh, that's that's great to hear. We're definitely excited uh, on our end as our Badger fans that are probably listening to this. Uh, it's. It's an awesome feeling, I'm sure, to, to kind of have that. I know you haven't officially announced it other than the, you know, what we're kind of hinting at here, but it sounds like your mind's kind of made up. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll give you a congratulations on that as well. It's, uh, it's an awesome opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was, I was just going to say, so how does it feel to kind of have, a, have it in, in ready to roll and, and feel like you got it narrowed down to, to where you want to be and where you want to spend the next three to five years? Uh, it actually feels great because going going into my senior year, that's uh, that's kind of like a big a big weight lifted up off of my shoulders because it's just like I can go into my senior year focused on just playing football because I have in my mind and I know in my heart where I want to be. So that's just like that's just like a huge relief. I can go into the football season stress free, play my best ball, and just like be able to be able to uh, be able to go where I'm going when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure that's, you know, I, I think in terms of recruiting, a lot of recruits usually say that once that decision's made up, everything's just kind of a lot easier. You can just, just kind of kick back and take it easy and feel comfortable with uh, where you're at and where you're going to be going. Yes, sir. Definitely. 
Right, well, let's get back. We'll pivot back to the interview a little bit here uh, with some, after the, some some awesome news for Badger fans. But uh, of course, during your recruitment uh, and with the Wisconsin staff, you know, the, your visit was kind of postponed. You had to do the the virtual visit to Wisconsin, and and clearly, it sounds like that still worked out pretty well. But what was that visit like, and and what did you like about it, and how different was it than you know a, a normal college visit that way? Uh, the visit, the visit was actually the visit was amazing. Uh, because it's, you know, like we can't we can't get up there, and we kind of like with uncertainty of like when we will be able to get up there. We don't know right now, so they really bought it to me like the next best thing because uh, it was it was it was a great. I mean, it kind of it kind of like they put me in a place like I was on the visit. So like I would say I would say they uh they gave very good details. They showed me videos. They showed me like videos of the campus, what campus life is like. With like uh, facilities and any everything just like that in that area, so the the tour was great. Actually, it's like the next best thing. It's like I couldn't ask for anything better. It was it was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, once you get up here, I'm I'm sure you will also fall in love with it even more just because of everything that uh, Madison has to offer. Um, but who are kind of the primary staff members that you've been communicating with at Wisconsin? Uh, primary staff member, uh, Coach Leonard. Uh, Coach Leonard, Coach Chris, and Coach Coach Saeed are the three are the three people I talk to. Yeah, the most. Yeah, those are the three people I talk to the mostly. All three, I'm sure, we're we're really getting to know you and your family, of course. And speaking of you know recruiting and, and getting to know different members of the class, of course, the class of 2021 continues to form, uh, especially lately. You know, on the on the recruit trail. Uh, now it sounds like your decision has been kind of made and narrowed down, but how how was the relationships with the, the other commits, and was anybody really pitching Wisconsin hard to you, and, and what's maybe your relationship with some of those other guys? Uh, relationship was great. Uh, as you know, like, we, uh, when I uh, I had the offer, and it was a couple months later, Deacon, Deacon Hill, the quarterback commit, uh, Deacon actually hit me up uh, on Twitter, and he was like, yo, bro, like, oh, we need you over here, bro, you gotta, you gotta come join us, bro, and then, uh, and then he he asked for my Snapchat, and then he just put me in a group. He just put me in a group with the, all the guys. Like I can't I can't remember everybody that's in there, but it's guys like uh, T.J. Boyler, uh, Daryl, 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 uh, and I had Hunter, and then guys like uh, Jack and Deacon and Jake and a, a bunch of other other guys. So like honestly, like I was in I was putting that group chat about a month or two ago, and then really from that from that point on, we just started building relationships. You know, like we talk. Our group chat really talks like daily, and then you know, like we become good friends with each other. So yeah, I say the group chat was like group chat was great, and just getting to know all the other guys, and like because we're from different places, so it's cool to bond with those guys. Um, so I- I'm assuming that you've had communication with the staff, uh, letting them know of your intentions as well. Um, what was it like talking to the staff when you let them know that? What was their reaction? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, I was, I was kind of, I was so happy. I was fumbling over my words. I couldn't do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was great uh, talking to Coach, talking to really the whole staff and just letting them know. Uh, uh, when I told them, everybody was pretty excited. Everybody started going uh, crazy on Zoom call. I had uh, a couple other other guys in there, uh, a couple commits. I had uh, Daryl in there, Hunter, TJ, and also Deacon. With, yeah, so I had a couple of those guys. And and then I told them earlier that day the, uh, the intentions so then it was just great just getting the big reaction out of the coaching staff and just everybody being happy and excited. That's awesome to hear. We you know, it's it's so cool to listen to, you know, your excitement, your family's excitement and I'm sure 
uh, the other guys in the chat, and of course the coaching staff had to be pretty excited to be uh, landing a player of your caliber for sure, and uh, we're excited to see how you and your family uh, like the Madison area. And and you know, speaking of coming to Madison, you know, you're from the Fort Lauderdale area. Your recruitment to your commitment in Wisconsin, um, kind of uh, not necessarily a pipeline, but Wisconsin has done really well recruiting that Fort Lauderdale area, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So. Is there any in particular reason why you think the Badgers do so well kind of in, in where you grew up and where you go to school? Uh, honestly, I that's 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 kind of like uh, one of the reasons I really like I really like uh, Wisconsin. Uh, one of the reasons because it's just like a, a bunch of a bunch of cornerbacks, like people that play in my position, they go they go to Wisconsin. So I think of it like Wisconsin has to be doing something right because when you look at it, we're we're Florida boys, so like. If if you're getting us all the way up to Wisconsin, you're definitely doing something right. So <laughs> I just I just look at it like I just I think I think Coach Leonard, Coach Leonard and Coach Chris both play a huge role in that because it's just like you want to play for guys like them. Coach Chris is a great coach, absolutely great resume, and then Coach Leonard even playing on the defensive side for him. We know Coach Leonard resume uh, started off as a walk on and then just earned his way up, earned his way up to be a three time All American, and he even went on to playing a league about 10 years. So it's just uh, being coached by him. I think I think what really pulls us South Florida kids to uh, Wisconsin is just being coached by him and just having an opportunity to learn under him and just really, like, get knowledge from him because he's been where we want to be. So I feel like he puts us, like, he will put us in a perfect position to achieve that dream that we have. Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, you know, another piece that makes, you know, South Florida DB prospects generally do really well at Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin has a history of, of a really high hit rate of, of Florida DBs doing well, um, is the competition that you play on a game-by-game basis. You know, uh, even, for example, this year, you know, both Ja'Cory Brooks, who's committed to Alabama, and Troy Salato, who's committed to Clemson, are, are in your league. How much do you think that that helps prepare you for the rigors of, you know, the Big Ten? Uh, big time, big time, because, you know, like, with playing playing Florida, playing in Florida, it's just, it's just great. You, it's, it's never going to be a terrible game. You're going to be playing some, you're going to be playing a uh, great talent every single, every single time you step out on the field. And I got it, and I got the chance to play against guys like that. Like, I played against Troy. His team actually beat us uh, in a playoff by, uh, by, by score. Uh, and then, I got to play against him. Me and him are good friends. Uh, I got to play. I didn't get to play against Jacory this uh, year. We were we were scheduled to play them like the next round, but uh, so like just playing against guys like that and just getting just getting the competition because it, it just it just really helps us prepare for college ball and just like what to expect because you're going against you're going against great competition every single time you step out on the field. So I really think that plays a role in just getting us ready and just kind of like. Having us, helping us in a way adjust to the uh, Big Ten and college football. Most definitely. Well, we're excited to have you in the Big Ten. In the end, Ricardo, you had a lot of great offers to choose from, but what were the primary reasons uh, that Wisconsin won out in your recruitment? Uh, I would have to say just Wisconsin, uh, because I like the way I watched Wisconsin a couple times this game. I watched the Ohio State game. I watched uh, the Michigan game. I watched. I watched a couple of games actually this year. I watched the Penn State game. I, I watched a couple of games, and it just um, it just stood out to me from from uh from the beginning. I I told I actually told my coach I told my coach earlier that uh I told my coach earlier in the season that I was like, coach, I I want that Wisconsin offer bad, bro. Like, I was like 
was like, I was like, I told him, I was like, if I go to, if I get, was to get an offer from Wisconsin, I think I would go there. And then he was just like, let's work on that for you. So it's just been, so I just think the way that Wisconsin plays, how they play, the environment, I saw uh, the fourth quarter, tra- the jump tradition is crazy. Uh, yeah, so just that that environment, I know you know Madison, Wisconsin is just one of the best college towns out, so it's just going to be a great full of college experience. I get to learn from Coach Leonard, uh, be under him, and just play 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 great ball and then play under that great defense and a great mind like him and then just be around great people in a great environment. Yeah, about as well as you can answer something like that. Well, uh, I know Badger fans are, are going to be certainly excited to have you up there. Uh, Wisconsin fans, if you haven't watched uh, Ricardo's highlight tape already, uh, it's pretty impressive. So it's an uh, awesome, uh, awesome treat for Badger fans. And Ricardo, again, congratulations uh, kind of on your decision and uh, to you and your family. And thank you for uh, joining the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting us share this, you know, your moment and, and announcing on here. And that's just we're incredibly excited for you. And, and uh, thanks again for our letting us share this moment with you because it is such a big moment in, in your life and, and moving forward. No problem. Thank you guys for having me on the show. And just uh, I'm really grateful for this. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There you have it, folks. Uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Ricardo Hallman, star cornerback, uh, announced his commitment. Uh, just to kind of give you guys a little background, it was a, a very cool moment, um, uh, of course, for Ricardo and his commitment, but also for Matt and I to have that kind of all go down on the show. I know Matt had been kind of talking with Ricardo uh, back and forth, setting this kind of up, and we both kind of thought, Maybe he would say something about his commitment uh, and things like that, but it, it kind of just turned to a full announcement. So a very cool uh, moment for us uh, on the on the podcast episode. And I'll bring Matt in here. So Matt, what did you think of that whole thing? Because I think both of us were were surprised. It was a very cool moment to to kind of get into that. Yeah, it was it was just funny because I had been talking to him earlier in the week, setting up an interview that was ref- prior to any announcement from the staff. You know, the the 2021 signal went out that they had earned a commitment that was well before that. It was well before um, he had said stay tuned and before he had kind of told us. So it was just kind of all came to fruition uh, nicely. So it was it was definitely cool and it was it was a cool thing to be part of his. Uh, know kind of announcement and he had said hey just uh wait till he announced uh, publicly and then we would just drop it at the same time he said so uh very cool um you know really nice kid and uh wishing nothing but the best for him but it was just it was just funny how it all played out and how we didn't kind of know um we had thought that it might happen but 
like as a possibility after kind of things had moved. But, um, you know, we were still kind of dumbfounded in the moment of when it happened. Almost definitely, yeah, because I – I was kind of taken, a, not taken aback, but surprised because I knew I hadn't seen anything uh, officially on his Twitter or, of course, from the, the various outlet sites. So I was like, oh, man, is he telling us first? So as soon as we stopped recording it, we both uh, kind of asked him. We were like, do you want us to wait? Well, you know, because we were ready to, you know, normally our show goes out at the end of the week. Um, so he asked us to wait with his announcement. But it was just a cool moment, fun. We were all kind of laughing about it that, uh, you know, he was able to share that with us on the podcast uh definitely definitely fun and a, a very well-spoken kid too in terms of interviews for recruits sometimes sometimes you get guys that are, are not as talkative or, or reserved ricardo was very talkative one of our longer recruit interviews and uh a lot of fun uh very in-depth about kind of the recruiting process you know normally when we have a kid on uh it's after his commitment after he's kind of gone through all that so for him to tell us kind of about uh, you know, him telling the coaching staff was a very cool moment and, and things like that. So definitely a unique experience uh, for the podcast, but a lot of fun. And, and hopefully we can have some some more <laughs> more commits commit on the show. That was uh, definitely a, a first time for us, but a very cool moment. Yeah, no doubt. And I think the bigger thing is, you know, he's a very talented player that I think the staff was, has been extremely high on. I think it's telling just how few cornerback offers have been put out in this class when you know that they need a couple, um, that they kind of, you know, Jim Leonard has felt good about the guys that he's targeted. Um, Hullman's a, a really, really talented corner out of that Fort Lauderdale area that uh, Wisconsin has done so well at. You know, I think the last player the Badgers got out of university school was um, Devin Gal- Galden. So, I mean, they've had uh, guys come through that program before, um, and and really, I think it's just it's a really good moment for the the Badgers. Whenever you can get a cornerback that had um, offers from you know Louisville, Miami, Michigan, Ole Miss, Penn State, um, Iowa State, Arkansas, like he he had some solid offers out there and, and choices to make. You know who knows about um, you know everything with with how many are committable and everything. But anytime you can get a high a high three-star cornerback with, with length at six feet um, and good ball skills, which is something that the Badgers really, um, you know, I've seen an Im- improvement in that under Leonard where they've been better at tracking the ball. I remember, you know, at times when Bielema was the head coach and defensive coordinator where you you didn't see the awareness of where the ball was all the times out of corners. So it, I think it's it's definitely a positive in that regard, and, and I think uh, it was just a cool moment to have him on. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, when you're talking about uh, the player itself, he's he's tremendously talented. I remember when we were working on our uh, commitment, you know, pre-writes that we do for for some of these guys. Uh, I was watching some of his tape, and man, it was it was impressive. You know, he talked about in our in the interview. Um, his ball skills that he had played some receiver. He was comfortable with the football in his hands, and you can definitely see that. Uh, very talented kid can can make plays on the ball. You know, some corners you play cornerback your whole life. You're not maybe used to catching the ball. You're most of going at it in terms of deflection. I don't think Ricardo Hallman has that problem at all. Uh, very talented corner, fast, uh, six foot, definitely the size you want, speed you want. Just a good combo. So I know he. For us, we don't pay as much attention to stars. I know three-star doesn't always get as much attention as some bigger ones, but I think Ricardo Hallman is, is a steal at that three-star in terms of the corners. And, you, you know, you talked about the Fort Lauderdale area already uh, where he's kind of from. 
Wisconsin has always done a really good job of recruiting that area. They they go in there. They're they're selective on the players that they go after, but that's because they they really feel strongly about the guys that they want. And Ricardo Hallman was definitely a kid that this this coaching staff uh, and Jim Leonard and, and all, everyone was was really hoping to get. He wasn't just another piece of the class. He was a piece that really I think uh, in terms of you know a class that's really improving, kind of brought it all together and was a really uh, kind of a cornerstone for this class of 2021 that is starting to, you know, really hit its stride. I mean, the last few weeks with, with all the commits uh, and Hallman being the most recent, this class is really starting to form, and he was a key piece to continuing that effort. Yeah, and I, I would anticipate there's going to be a little bit of a lull, but potentially just because Wisconsin closed on a lot of their top targets here recently. Um I, I think R.J. Reagan is, is another guy to keep an eye out. I think he's been wanting to announce in September another cornerback. You know, we said that Wisconsin has been very picky with corners. I think it's because they feel really comfortable with the spot they're in with him, too. So another higher-ranked higher, higher ranked three-star kid. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, you look at Hallman, and I think he's a guy that should do well at Wisconsin. Cornerbacks uh, out of, um, you know, that that's – Southern Florida area have done really well. You look at the last uh, couple that the Badgers have brought in, and and they've all seen the field pretty quick. I mean, James Williams, um, you know, had to had to leave football because of injury concerns um, with his with his knees. But at the same time, you look at Rashad Wild Goose. You look at um, Samar Melvin, two guys who were also higher rated three star recruits. Um, you know, four stars that are, according to some other sites. Um, such as rivals, um, you know, and three stars by the composite. I know we usually stick with that because it brings them all together. But um, I, I think that's a, a good uh, place to start with what you could see out of him because uh, those guys saw the field pretty early and, and were able to kind of make an impact. You, We talked with Holman about the type of players he's had to go against and kind of how that, you know, sharpens iron, you know, iron sharpens iron. Um, I think he's, he's a kid who could, who could potentially help out early, um, even though Wisconsin's super deep at that cornerback position. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. You know, you look at that cornerback room, of course, right now they've got depth, but uh, you know, when, when Hallman certainly gets into uh, maybe a, a freshman season or a redshirt freshman season or a sophomore season, he's definitely going to be a guy that I think will be in the mix uh, because some of these guys that, that do provide a lot of the depth uh, for this quarterback room right now uh, might be on to you know, their next phase and things like that. So it's going to be an interesting prospect to watch, uh, but I, I think a guy that the Badgers really wanted to uh, to land uh, certainly did that, and uh, it's exciting, exciting member of this class, and I think – in terms of the class of 2021, it, it keeps getting better. And like you mentioned, there might be a little lull here. Of course, some guys, you know, similar to like Skylar Bell, a guy we talked to last week that uh, is going to be waiting to make his commitment. But right now the Badgers are sitting in a really good spot with what they've got, and hopefully they can land a few other guys like a Reagan. Uh, of course, some other guys, uh, some big names out there that the Badgers are still hoping for to be real key pieces, but for right now, this class is, is looking pretty sharp, and you have to be excited about uh, kind of what they're doing. You want to pivot over to uh, the press conference. I know you and I were both uh, on that last Friday. I talked to or listened to Paul Chris talk for about 40 to 45 minutes, probably the most I've ever heard him speak uh, in terms of a press conference, but uh, what did you make of, of kind of that, uh, you know, presser and, and what he talked about for the first time in, in quite a long time in front of the media? 
you know, I thought he navigated a lot of uh, the the kind of social issues that are going around in our country right now in terms of Black Lives Matter, as well as um, kind of COVID response. You know, there was a lot of questions around those. And I thought that he did a, a good job of, of staying true to who he is. Um, and and, um, and that kind of played out to show that he was very supportive of his players um, in, in both regards and, and kind of being excited about, um, you know, the players in the room and how they've kind of handled it. So I thought he did a really good job with that. I thought he was pretty transparent, uh, you know, with, with some places that he thinks that he's looking to see players take a next step at outside linebacker and wide receiver. I thought those were, that was uh, refreshing to see from him. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of times people think that Paul Christ, you know, doesn't have the the flair and the um, the outwardness that um, that some of the coaches around the country have. But at the same time, I think you you look at times like this and the way in which he responded, the way in which you can tell that he has a care uh, the Gary Anderson quote unquote high care factor type deal for his players is is um, a breath of fresh air uh, in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, most definitely. When you think of, of Paul Christ, he's, he's not normally uh, the the most outspoken guy, but I think in, in certain settings you certainly hear him talk more. You know, he was cracking jokes and, and laughing on the press conference, things of that nature. And so I think, uh, you know, personality-wise, he's definitely got uh, plenty of that. It just maybe doesn't come out all the time. But I, I think in terms of care for his players – uh, is where you really see it. And I think that matters more than, than having a, a big voice or a big personality is that, he, you know, players that are coming to Wisconsin and families that are uh, watching, you know, sending their sons uh, to Wisconsin, they know that they're they're getting a, they're sending their kid to a place that they feel comfortable with uh, the coaching staff. And I think Paul Christ is a guy that parents see that, that really care for uh, their children and things like that. So it's important to have. But in terms of the press conference, I agree with you. I think it was very well spoken on some of the social issues, showing support for his players. Uh, he talked in depth kind of about the conversations that they've had uh, in large groups and small groups, you know, one-on-one conversations with his, with his players, uh, which I think is really important uh, in terms of, of course, uh, we were happy to see Wisconsin football and everybody put out a statement, um, but it's important to hear that, you know, the coaching staff and, and Paul Chris being the leader of that is, is having conversations with his players to move the program forward and, and help, you know, produce change. I think he talked a lot about how each each person as an individual needs to be better uh, to create change, which I thought was important. And then, of course, he navigated the uh, the coronavirus talk and everything surrounding that very well. Uh, he knows that he's got trusted professionals that he can, that he can work on, but first and foremost, uh, his player safety was the most important thing to him. So I thought uh, in terms of that, you know, I, everyone knew that those were going to be the questions that he had to answer, and I think he answered them very well. Uh, but in terms of on-the-field stuff, I know we talked about the wide receiver and, and outside linebacker uh, that he touched on kind of positions that he had to, you know, wanted to see more that he didn't get a chance to see in spring camp, uh, which is interesting. Also talked a little bit about Elvis Witted in their wide receiver room. So uh, Paul Chris has, has definitely taken this time to, to improve uh, on what he's trying to do both on and off the field, and I think it really showed uh, in terms of, of what he's looking forward to this, you know, upcoming season. Yeah, and I, I think he specifically called out a couple players that he thought um, were, were going to be in, in line to, to be those players that he, he quote, said that they needed to define their role. You know, that was a thing, a statement that he made, um, talked about wide receiver and outside linebacker, um, specifically guys like 
A.J. Abbott, Taj Mustafa, Stefan Bracey, um, and then he also some of the younger freshmen um, to define their role and, and find a way onto the field um, and looking for them to kind of step up. Uh, you know, he, he said that the, the four seniors at wide receiver are, are going to be in the rotation. There are guys who are going to be in a little bit different role um, to take on a little bit more, but that he really wanted to see some of those younger guys define their role and, and kind of um, take up that, next up. Um, um, and then Noah Burks, at outside linebacker, he, he said was very complimentary of him, is really excited to see him take on a bigger role, he said. Um, but then, you know, who's opposite of him and who else is in the rotation is kind of up for grabs, which I think, um, you know, really it, that's something that we've kind of talked about on here and that fans have talked about a lot, that that's, that's really the spot that I think in the entire defense, there is one outside linebacker spot that's kind of up for the grabs. The rest of the positions are in really, really good spots, I think. And it's just a matter of making sure that they can uh, figure out the best uh, two or three players to, to throw out there given circumstances and, and, and let them make plays. So uh, I'm excited to, to see that competition come, um, you know, fall and, and into the season. Yeah, most definitely. It's going to be two positions to really watch for. You know, we talked about the outside linebacker spot a little bit last week uh, when discussing Jalen Franklin. Uh, we'll probably talk about that spot a little bit today. We've got some you know returner profiles that we're going to hit on in terms of uh, the outside linebacker and linebacker position. But overall, in terms of you know we're wrapping this you know segment kind of up with with Coach Chris Presser. Uh, it, it was definitely exciting uh, to have everybody kind of on that call and, and you know listening to what he was thinking. Uh, you know, first time to kind of be in front of the media since all this started. So it was definitely a breath of, breath of fresh air uh, to hear from him, uh, to talk about what's going on on the field, of course, with the receiver room, uh, the outside linebackers, the things of that nature, which you talked a little bit about, but also about off the field stuff, which I think is, is very important for coaches to kind of touch on uh, and things of that nature. So, all right, anything else you want to touch on from the press conference? Otherwise, we'll get into some returner profiles. Yeah, let's talk about some of these profiles because we've got a couple of good ones to touch on. That we do, and we talked a little bit about the linebacker room already. And the first guy we're going to talk about is Mike Mascalunas, a guy that was definitely in the mix last year, uh, made some plays uh, at the linebacker position, things of that nature. Probably expecting a little bit more from him this season, but what do you make of Mike Mascalunas as he comes back in 2020? Well, first of all, he, he's a really nice kid, um, but at the same time, he, he's kind of got a nasty streak when he's on the field. Uh, I love seeing that cowboy collar on him just because it's a, he's kind of a throwback in that nature, um, especially as a, as a former walk-on, just to kind of see uh, another success story on that. But I, I think Leo Chanel is probably going to be the starter next to Sanborn at inside. But I, I we've seen that Wisconsin plays a lot of um, – guys behind them you know we saw Leo Chanel see a lot of the field last year um and you know part of that was grooming him to get him out there uh, the following season similar to what they did with Jack Sanborn the year before but but I think Masculinus is a guy who's going to have a huge role on special teams he'll be out there um to to give those guys a blow and really he he's he's a guy that you can trust you you want him out there. You you know what he's going to bring. He reminds me um, kind of of Marcus Trotter in that he's not going to be the flashiest player. He's not going to be um, anything like that. But at the same time, he he's going to be able to lay the boom. He's going to make good tackles. He's he's um, 
just fine in uh, pass defense. We saw him knock down passes against uh, Northwestern and some other teams last year. So I, I think he, he's the type of guy that you want in that linebacker rotation, even if he isn't necessarily your, your starter right away. Yeah, most definitely. You need guys, especially at those positions, uh, you know, the heavy contact positions like a linebacker position. There's going to be times where you're going to have bumps and bruises and, you know, things of that nature where you're going to need to rotate in some guys. And you want, uh, you know, not second stringers, but essentially it looks like Mikey Masculinus will kind of be in that second, you know, rotation uh, with Chanel and Sandboard inside. So you're going to need guys that can that can rotate in give some guys some blows, and then, of course, Mike Masklunas, like you mentioned already, going to be a guy that is certainly in the mix on special teams. He's got good athleticism, good speed, where he can be kind of in the mix in there, and you know, last year special teams wasn't always the strength for the Badgers, so they're going to need guys that can make plays in that area and also guys that they can trust to come in and give uh, you know Sanborn and Chennault, the guys that are looking like the starters, uh, you know blows as they work through it. So I'm interested to see uh, where Mike Masklunas, but I think the the – main storyline for him, like you mentioned, is the trust factor, that if you have a, a situation where you need a guy to go in there, he made some plays last year, I think 14 tackles it looks like uh, for him last season, so a guy that can definitely step into the fold and, and give a blow to uh, the likes of Shan, Sanborn and Chanel. Uh, and speaking of that, speaking of Leo Chanel, our next guy in the returning profile players is Leo Chanel, a kid that we saw last week, I don't know if uh, if you haven't seen it already. Him putting up some serious weight on the bench press. We've all kind of seen his strength uh, on display often. Uh, really strong kid for being just a sophomore. Going to be likely a starter at inside linebacker. Uh, played a good amount last season uh, despite not uh, notching a ton of tackles. Uh, but what do you make of Leo Chanel as he works into probably a you know more defined starter role this season? Yeah, I mean, he, he's fast and he's strong. Um, you know, at 250 pounds, he, he can really come downhill in a hurry um, and, and, is, uh, and is quick getting through, um, getting through holes and, and kind of tracking the ball carrier. Uh, he reminds me a lot, um, not necessarily in terms of size, but in terms of the way he is able to kind of wiggle his way through holes and bend through areas to make tackles of Ryan Connolly. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a lot bigger than Connolly in terms of uh, size, probably a little stronger than him, to be perfectly honest, too. Um, but, but at the same time, I mean, he, he was a, a highly regarded prospect out of Grantsburg who, who can really play. Um, played a lot, a lot last year. You look at, played in most games. You saw him take on, um, get a fumble recovery, get a sack. Uh, against Kent State, you saw him uh, play quite a bit in that Ohio State game in the Big Ten Championship when uh, Orr went down. So, I mean, he's a, he's a kid who, who has been thrown in the fire early. They've gotten him plenty of reps so that he can be ready to play next year. Um, I, I think I think he's a guy that you look at how the Badgers used Orr in, as a blitzer. I could see Chanel being used as that quite a bit. Um, we saw in fall camp. The, the amount of times that they would send him on blitzes and he would just blow crap up. Uh, he would just knock um, offensive linemen over when he had a full, full, full head of steam and he could get through those holes. So I think, I think he's a guy who pairs nicely with Sanborn, um, and, and I, I think we'll see good things out of him. I, I don't necessarily think we're going to see um, the type of production that we saw at a Sanborn from him next year, um, but, but I definitely think uh, he's going to be a playmaker. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you look at 
his his size, his speed, and of course a kid that's that's got a really high motor, always running. Uh, he's going to be a, an integral part of that defense, like you mentioned in the pass rush game, especially. Uh, you got a lot to replace in Chris Orr, but Leo Chanel is going to be a guy that can definitely step in and and make that impact. So exciting to see kind of where he's going to be. I think if there's a guy that you're really expecting, you know, a big jump from year one to year two and, and coming into a new role, and it might put up much bigger numbers. Leo Chanel is definitely a candidate for that because we've seen what he can do on the field in in a lot of ways. You know, he, he played in 11 games last year, so definitely a guy that's worked in the fold and now can kind of make that jump in year two. So exciting to see that. All right, our last returner profile before we wrap up the episode is going to be for Quan Easterling, a kid that came in last year, definitely battled through some injuries at that fullback position, I think only appeared in the Illinois game, uh, threw a nice lead block for Jonathan Taylor in that game uh, with Stocky and John Chennault kind of banged up. He was thrust into that role, but big kid, physical kid at that fullback position. So what do you make of Quan Easterling coming back? Probably not going to see a lot of field time this year with the other two in the fold, but 2021 might be a really strong year for him in that fullback position. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it was good to see him play in that game last year against Illinois. Um, obviously, the game didn't go quite as you would hope, but at the same time, to get him that, that time out on the field, to get him to travel, kind of go through those, you got to figure that the Badgers are going to be bringing in some more um, players to to that fullback position. But I think uh, anytime you, you take a scholarship fullback, you're anticipating – him being used and being a primary player for you moving forward. Um, I, I do. I agree with you that he's probably um, a year or two away from taking on a bigger uh, lion's share of those duties. But at the same time, um, you know that's not a bad thing for for a fullback to to continue to get bigger, stronger, uh, and work on um, you know things like pass catching, being able to to do some of those pieces because when he is called upon, he's going to probably be the guy. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you look at his, in terms of physicality, you know, he's he's got the raw skills to be a really strong uh, player at the fullback position. I know Joel Rudolph kind of saw that early in his recruitment that, you know, he wasn't highly recruited by a lot of different schools, was actually going to go to, it looked like going to in, you know, in-town Akron for him, him being from Akron, Ohio. But Joel Rudolph definitely saw something, uh, and I think the, the size paired with the physicality is something that the Badgers could really – uh, have a scary lead blocker in the in the future whenever he gets that chance. So definitely a guy that I, I'm excited to see when he gets his opportunities. Of course, the fullback room is pretty solid right now, but uh, like you said, it's not a bad thing to have uh, another guy that's going to be capable because the Badgers do use a fullback a lot. They like to run the football. They like to establish the run, and, and in the future, Quan Easterling could certainly be opening some holes uh, for some of the recruits that we've talked about or uh, guys you know on the roster that are going to be making an impact in a few seasons. Anything else you want to touch on? Otherwise, we'll wrap up uh, another episode of the podcast. No, I just hope you guys really enjoyed the uh, the interview with with Hallman. It was an exciting moment for for him, and it was just kind of you know fun uh, to have that happen. Um, once again, make sure if you guys uh, are liking what we're doing to to hit us up uh, with uh, um, a review on iTunes. That's kind of the the primary place, but obviously you can listen anywhere you want. Very uh, via the different channels that we post podcasts, but we always uh, appreciate five-star reviews to, to kind of help spread awareness of what we're doing if you like what we're doing. So um, hope that uh, we have some fun stuff in the works for later this week as well, and uh, can't wait to get back to it with you, Tyler.
Most definitely. Matt kind of hit the nail on the head, guys. Uh, reviews are always nice. Helps us get the podcast kind of promoted uh, and out there to uh, other people. So thank you guys for doing that. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back with you later in the week on Wisconsin. Thank you.